No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hi, my name is Tim Wheaton. I'm the host of the Daddy Unscripted podcast. 
No, it's not just me talking with dads about being dads, and it's not just for dads, that's for sure. What it is is a varied spectrum of inspiring stories and emotional tales from a wide range of guests that come from the world of sports, of music, and even the guy that lives down the street from you. Not that guy, but the other guy. Yeah, that one. I can pretty much guarantee you're going to get something out of every episode. So come check out the Daddy Unscripted podcast. When did you get a middle ear? I don't know. We all have a middle ear. I can't even hear right. What a blessing. I know. Isn't it nice? Didn't Didn't your parents tell you about the middle ear? Nope. Is it like the birds and bees? It's a little bit like the birds and bees, but with listening instead of sex. Okay. <laughs> Hi. There is a little bit of a reverb. Do you notice the echo reverb? Echo? echo. Reverb? Echo, that's, just echo. Your tra- that's just your track. We yeah. put that on. Uh, we just put that on. special for you, It's Jake. actually just your voice. Mm-hmm. What? 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 Your what? voice always does that. What do you mean? Totally. What do you mean? <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going out there? Welcome back. What are you guys doing? Tell us right now. We'll, we'll be wait, quiet. We'll wait. Go. That's cool. Wait, That's what? really, really. Cool, <laughs> I'm really proud of you. Where did you get that? Really? Wow. Okay. Right on. Well, I'm glad you guys are doing good. Stellar. We uh, this this week on Heads Talking, we have uh, special guests. Um, the 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 Weaver Clan. Break and Jin. Break and Jin are back. Yay! Happy to be back. I'm a part of the clan. Yeah, yeah you're definitely oh, part of the clan. Yeah, Dude, no, I love different, all people. Different clan, different Dude, clan. What? We're part of each other's clans. We're, we're sitting six feet apart in our house. We're, no, we're socially distanced. We're to Dude, I'm licking yeah. Bryn's face right now. Well, you live together. You're allowed to lick <laughs> Bryn's face. Excuse me, sir. Two furlongs. Spitting all Three hectares. You're only allowed to lick faces for three seconds at a time. Oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah, so I hope everybody's doing good this week and that uh, your hands are clean. And your your mind is clean or dirty, whichever one you want. And uh, you're feeling good. And you've had good music this week and good food and time with your friends and family. And you're enjoying the nice, long Memorial Day weekend and having a nice, relaxing time. Speaking of good food and Memorial Day weekend, we bought a smoker. Yes. Yeah, the little dude, he sits out on the porch <laughs> and he has a pipe. And he just you're smokes. Like, you're like, make some brisket. He's oh. like, all right, guys, here I go. Oh, so stop, he's got dude, a gravelly voice. He does? Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, we, that, is, that is an eventful thing today that, that we have been on the fence for a while about getting a new barbecue. We went over to a friend's last night that had a really Thanks, Cody. Uh, Thanks, well-priced Cody. one. Me and Aaron ordered it and went picked it up this morning, and we have it out front smoking, seasoning it, getting it all ready to cook on. We're, we're going to make pizza. We are going to end up making pizza on it because somebody that's told right. us that, and that's what I want to throw out. And too. green beans. I know a lot of people out there. I know Nate. Uh, yeah, certain send people us your will, ha- will have ideas and suggestions for us of things to do with our smoker. So please do that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we haven't really talked much to uh, Jake and Bryn on the show lately, and we miss you guys. It could be COVID. Thank I don't you. know. It could be. Yeah, it could and so. Be. Happy to be back. So yeah. I, I know how you guys are doing, but why don't you tell everybody out there great. how you've been doing through the quarantine? Wait, we're in quarantine? <laughs> oh, fuck. Everybody else is. I was not. trying to figure out what this whole mask thing was about. I was like, is it a fashion thing? It's yes. like 2020. Why is there no traffic? It's the new yeah. look. Why is the air so clean? No, like, seriously. How, how have you guys been doing? We've been doing great. We're fine. Like, we're self-sufficient in the sense that, you know, we have our own businesses where... 
you know, not employed by anyone. So we're doing fairly well in that sense. And, uh, you know, we, uh, it's been, you know, it's been easier. Our lives have been easier. Really? Yeah. I think, okay, you're in the minority. Tell me how it's been easier. We're in the minority for sure. Our kids are at home and they are doing homeschooling and they're very manageable. You know, they're, uh, we live near a park, so it's like they have a lot of freedom, uh, you know, well, the place to go out. I mean, and what? What were you going to say? <laughs> Bryn, Bryn's freedom. like, nah. The park's actually closed. There hasn't uh, really whatever. been a lot of parking, but. Is it the one uh, right across from your house, right? Right, right in your front yard. Okay. Portland, that, look, the dirty secret of Portland, people tell you this, is that the air quality <laughs> is terrible. Air quality is terrible here. Sometimes I it's worse it. than L.A. And it's and I you know it's because no it's because no are you sure about that I've talked to professional people that are in this whole world and supposedly there's been grants to do all this research, but then it gets blocked because the industrial sector the way Portland is laid out oh yeah I heard the main highway I five it goes right through the middle of town in the middle of a bowl so you have uh, essentially a four lane highway going in different directions. All the cars, all this heavy traffic going down the West Coast, up and down the West Coast, is just spewing in this bowl. So it kind of, we do have a lot of airflow. However, that does get trapped. And then in North Portland, we have the industrial. It's, it's NOPO. All right, yeah, NOPO, bro. Up in NOPO <laughs> with incredible people and really cool people. But that's where when they designed Portland, they decided to put the industrial sector in North Portland, which is not very far from anything else. So when the wind blows a certain way, all those particulates. All yeah, but back things. when they put that there, it was like six. Dude, they were floating logs down the river. And, <laughs> and a, like, what do they call it? A mercantile. Yeah. That like, was what was between <laughs> us and them right now. So, yeah. you know, you can't so fault. Him. Exactly. No. 2020, you know, multiple years later, it's a, uh, it's a big thing about Portland. We have terrible, terrible air quality. And because of this COVID thing, the air quality's been so much better. So much better more noticeable. Yeah, it's, it's better, better everywhere. everywhere. Mama got so a break. Here. So yeah. for us, it's been okay. That's my two Okay, cents. Bryn. <laughs> oh, I was going to... We'll just read the, the air quality yeah. thing real quick. There is a website you can look up and it'll, it has, you know, like dark red, red, orange, yellow, and it does show that whole highway strip, which is like where most of our houses still mm-hmm. And it tells you how many particulates or whatever. So it's not like super secret. What I is the name say, of this highway? Website, I'm I don't, I don't remember. You can go on it It's the same know. place I go for like the allergy <laughs> index, mold index, There's all that. They give you all that yeah, stuff. Maybe. There's mm. times where Portland's air has been worse than Beijing, China. I wow. Think they talk about that. Nobody, would, nobody you, would think that. It's I believe true, you, but it's it true. doesn't seem right in my head. Because we're so ecologically minded, we're conscious, there's so many cool, green-oriented people. However, our air quality sucks, dude. And I don't that's think it's constant. Terrible. It's not like you're in a yeah. black fog all the time it's yeah but it well like i would think said, too like be, the wind is being up here like with there being so so rainy and stuff too i mean that knocks as soon a lot as the of rain the stuff out in, of the air and pulls right. it down and you know do the only time the only time i love water um the only time <laughs> i've ever choked <laughs> on air in my life where i was like gagging was in portland oregon in north portland i couldn't breathe the air was coming straight from the industrial area. I could taste the dump and just you could taste the particulates. That's I delicious. And to go into a grocery store and chill out for like a half hour because I was like literally gagging on the air. Only time it's ever happened to me in life. This hippie Portland, with dreadlocks Oregon. just came running in the front door gagging and now he's hanging out in the frozen food aisle I, breathing no, in the this freezer. Was, 
This is when my hair was just long before it kind of started. <laughs> that was the pre. Yeah. Bryn. Um, home has, uh, it's, I feel super fortunate to be in the position that I'm at, that I can stay home with my kids, that we have a beautiful garden to work in, that we're, you know, in our chill neighborhood. It's been, there's, you know, madness on the outside and there's been a lot of sweetness on the inside so that's i think that's the truth for a lot of people yeah and i know it's not that way for everybody i know people there's hard times at home or there's you know people who are working more than ever there's all those things so definitely and we caught up on blessed and thankful every day yeah and we caught up on a lot of stuff that we've been putting off which like freed up so much energy like what? Like well, you're what just kind of like, stuff? Oh, I'm just gotta, I gotta fix the shed. I gotta fucking clean this shit out. I gotta go organize the garage. I gotta clean the attic. You know, shit. You're like, you put on a list. You're like, you know, six months later, you're like, oh, I still gotta fucking do. Did that. you clean your house? We'll we'll someday. We'll do that next summer. You know, you there's stages. We're working on. That's the final. The attic is actually the final stage. But oh, that's like that's exactly like lift off. Yeah, there's like, dude, there was a bunch of different things. Is know? there skeletons? Yeah, you keep those in the pruning, and you know, we're pruning like all these, you know landscaping stuff that we just like couldn't get to the deep well, stuff. stuff for yeah. the for uh for my um herb. i can't talk thank you herbs <laughs> the herbs for my herbs <laughs> uh yeah. yeah i've been able to really expand the garden and get more herbs in so um that i can be ready for all the formulas i'm making this summer so there's been a lot of like i'm still working even though i'm not you know early on <clears throat> in this we saw you guys for a few minutes mm. And you gave me some uh, elderberry, a shot oh, of elderberry yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I know that people out there are still very concerned about health and what they can do to um, sick. What do you do? Uh, boost your immune system. Mm-hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, so if you're looking to do that, what are some herbs that we can take? that will help boost our immune systems and help us stay healthy. Yeah, well, I'm gonna first off say that everybody's really different, so it's impossible to say, like, ginger's for everybody, right? So right. I'm just gonna say that, because I, I definitely, that's not the way that I practice. Nobody on No Simple Road is a licensed <laughs> professional. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah you better just claim the shit out of that. purposes only. Yeah, this is for, <laughs> um, yeah. Definitely. Whatever. Um, there are some, there are some herbs that can support your body's general functions. Um, so they say. Yeah, so they say. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> like what? Uh, uh, well, a ginger, I just said ginger. Uh, things that are pungent, such as ginger, garlic, onions, um, which are the three base ingredients in fire cider, if you've heard of that. I was going to um, ask you about that. Yeah, those are great immunostimulants. Um, and, and, you know, you want to be, I mean, really, it's more about taking care of yourself. You don't want to just, like, not, you know, be... Well, I ate like shit all week, I ate like and shit, I didn't exercise. I but now I'm going to take my right. echinacia, and that's going to be... Yeah, right. I stay right. until not, three you know, every night. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, we did hear a doctor, sorry to interrupt you, my love, but... Uh, we did hear a doctor say that the number one thing you can do is take iodine. And I was like, wow. And vitamin D. Those and vitamin right, D. Yeah. And zinc is what they're saying. It's yeah, like yeah they ran out of that real early on. Mm, I did. saw that. But vitamin D still super important. Iodine important and uh, zinc important. And then herbs. I feel like the warming pungents with, you know, being the uh, food herbs, really. Like a lot of nutritive herbs. Nettles. Um, you can do... 
Um, like nettle tea? Yeah, nettle okay. tea. Put nettle in your soup. Put nettle in your fire cider recipe. What's a good shielding herb for like immunodefense? Like uh, shielding herb. Well, one of the ones which actually this is kind of important is um, astragalus. And astragalus has been, it's an old, old uh, Chinese remedy. And I forgive me for not knowing the name of it in a... <coughs> in that language, but it is something that has been in every immune formula. It's like, oh, this has astragalus, take it, take it. But the thing about astragalus is that it strengthens the um, cell walls. And so if you take it while you're sick, you actually are trapping the illness inside of you. Oh. But I've noticed it in like all the grocery stores and all these formulas. So it's something that it strengthens you. It keeps, you know, like a shielding, like you said. Keeps everything out, but if you get sick, you want to stop taking Yeah, it. you don't want to shield a cell no. once you're sick. That's yeah. that's for when you feel good. Yeah, it's for strengthening your Wei Qi. It's not supposed to be for during right. active times of sickness. Right? And so when this all started, I started seeing a lot of people posting about fire cider on Instagram. Uh-huh. And I had never heard of fire cider prior. Oh. About we to heard, press some, so I'll bring I was gonna say we heard it. We heard of it one last year at Summer Meltdown is the first time I heard of it okay, when you when were it selling it in the booth. Yeah. So what is it? What so is the good. deal with it? So fire cider, which is really interesting because they just went through a whole legal battle because one company tried to claim that fire cider was like, their, like registered trademark. And so <laughs> a bunch of uh, herbalists basically had to go to court and say, no, this is a family recipe that's been passed down for generations. It's not something that can be, it's a general term. It's not something that can be coined. Um, it's like sourdough bread. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but they well, had I to. Do own or like peanut bread. butter. It's like, <laughs> yeah. come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter. But uh, they did have to fight for it, for sure, for it to be. So, yay, free fire cider. Yay. Um, yeah. But basically, yeah, you take apple cider vinegar and you get your onions, garlic, ginger. I always put horseradish. A lot of people put in hot peppers. Jesus Christ. Um, and then fire other nutritives feed. like nettles, um, hawthorn berries. Um, I mean, really, you could put any herb that you really love that's a general tonic and right. put it in there. You could put elderberries in there. You could put oat straw in there. I mean, you could really... Does it, like, boost your white blood cell count, or what does it, it do to... It heats up your digestive fire, and okay. it... Your agony. Yes, exactly, which helps you process everything. It sends blood to your capillaries, to the surface of your body. It does... So many different things. And I mean, all of the, just think of all those things. I mean, garlic has amazing yeah. um, immune, antimicrobial, <laughs> antiviral <laughs> properties. Onions do as well. I mean, a lot of these are just our old home remedy herbs that people have been using forever. But, but why COVID and fire cider? What, what's the correlation that, what do you think, what do you think the commonality that people were putting together that was making people get go to that i think morally because that's a general immune tonic that people take during cold uh, and flu season okay. i don't I think it, it was specific to covid okay and i think you still have to be careful because that will heat you up if you're already a hot and dry person if you have a hot dry cough if you have those kinds of things if you're taking five shots of fire cider every day and you're already hot and dry does that shit light you up 
Yeah. Yes, it lights you up. I I tried one little (laughs) bit of it when she was telling me what it was, so I had no one helping him work the booth. But it helped, yeah. What to say about it, but I I always have, I'm one of those that has heartburn to pepper, and then, like, I took a little, it was like, it was like taking a shot of, like, some, like, fireball whiskey times 50 or something. Yeah. Ooh, I felt flush. and like like you heartburn, then you shouldn't drink it every day, for sure. But it also, like, helps you sweat, you know, so you're sweating out toxins. Toxins. I mean, there's... What if you don't... Don't need help sweating. <laughs> then don't. Well, take that's what right. I, I, am. All this other stuff. I would suggest some lemon balm tea. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say, but all this other stuff sounds great. I'm just, I run hot, and I don't need help sweating. What that's she said, hot thing. and dry. Like that, I am always, always have a beverage, no matter where I'm at, at home, at work. I'm always drinking because I'm a very, I'm dry person. Uh-huh. It kind of yeah, tastes like uh, somebody took like six thousand really good sandwiches and just like <laughs> put it in a fucking condensed, really. And, uh, <laughs> Solid form. Jake, take a shot. And you're like, oh my okay, god, so here, fucking are, can you like a eat sandwich. six thousand sandwiches though? I mean, no. not. I mean, I mean not that's why like you juice it, shot. right? Well, I think Jeremy. that's. I mean, that's the whole the thing. Juicer? It's a way of preserving it. Yeah, it's no. a way of you get, it's so getting that you know concentrated amount in a little shot. I so. think it's really cool that like because we had have no uh, cure for this thing that's going on. One of the really cool things that I've seen is a return to natural remedies because of this. People are doing a lot more research yeah. and finding alternative ways to keep themselves healthy and to it's the plants. They're it's calling us they really that when this all started. I remember all the stuff about the there's an awakening happening and and consciousness is rising and mm-hmm. people have slowed down. The hive is slower and vibration has slowed and blah blah all that was happening and i was like okay i'm what do they say hopefully optimistic i was hopefully optimistic but skeptical like are we just trying to make lemonade out of the fucking bullshit lemons that we've been given (laughs) but i started seeing stuff like that i started seeing all the musicians coming out and doing their thing on the internet i started seeing people supporting each other i started seeing all this community stuff happened coalescing through it. And that's been really fucking cool to see how everybody's come together. And then the return to nature that, that I, I, at least through my lens, I've seen. That's what's real is nature. I think that's what you need to turn to whenever you feel anxious, whenever you feel unsure of what's going on, whenever you feel paranoid, whenever you feel like you're going to get sick, like go fucking sit with a tree and like, be with nature. I think that's the really the absolute most important medicine that there could possibly be right now. Okay, great. That, like that's it. You say that, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people uh, I know a lot of people understand the words that you're saying. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? What ex- break that down? What <laughs> does that mean? Because there's people that don't know how to do that? What yeah. does that look like? Like, uh, would I just go sit next to the tree and like stare at it? Like, well, no, a lot of places you can um, right now. You know, there's a, an amazing, amazing author, Stephen Herod Buner. He uh, has several books that talk all about this. It's all about um, heart perception. So you're changing your thinking from your brain to your heart. And I mean, he goes into crazy science and all kinds of stuff about how your heart is actually your first, that's what's fielding everything, and then it sends it back to your brain. But in our societies, we're not, we're not, uh, 
we're not taught that way. You're right. not taught in school. You're, you're like, look at this. Listen, you know, your five senses, all that stuff. You're not taught to actually see with your heart, feel with your heart. So it's all about, but that's the time that nature works on. That's the time that the earth is breathing on. So you have to slow down. You have to turn your mind off. I mean, it's a meditation, really, but it's sitting down and it's recognizing that you're sitting next to a living being, a sentient being that has infinite more wisdom than you know i mean every nettle plant every oak tree every piece of ivy has all the wisdom of every ivy that's ever lived and it's all it encapsulated in that dna so you can sit with that and you you, and really you start just to resonate to slow down you and start you start to resonate, to resonate with that and frequency exactly and so um, you're sitting there and pretty soon your gaze will start your breathing will slow your gaze will slow and, you know, things will get kind of fuzzy and you'll find yourself breathing with that plant and you'll find, and, and plants don't speak in words. It's not going to be suddenly, I mean, Hello, maybe for Bryn. some people it is like, you? Hey, you know, you know, you really think uh, you've been too anxious about this thing. You know, you should really chill out or blah. You know, it's more like suddenly a song will come to you. A smell will come to you. A memory will come to you. And what's, it's really fascinating that plants use what's already in your internal file. And they're like, this means something to you. So I'm going to pull this out. So they're pulling from your experience. Yes. They're like, they're going through your hard drive and looking for correlation yeah. and then spitting and that then information And speaking that to you. you. And then you just, and then it's up to you to then piece it digest that and piece it together and also just be and not be looking for it. Like, oh, what's the oak tree going to say to me? It's just like, I'm just going to be here. And maybe, maybe nothing. Yeah. And maybe nothing will happen. And that's a healing in itself. Just sitting there and slowing down and being in plant time. And it's I called the dream time in a, according to Stephen Herbuner. It's beautiful, highly recommended wow. reading. Yeah. And you can think about the times, you know, when you're hanging out really, really high on psychedelics and there's plants in the room and you oh shit. feel it. Like yeah. you can, I don't know if you, I'm sure there's listeners I've out there, there that may have experienced this. Um, <laughs> for educational purposes, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you feel there's like holy shit. That's like a cat, you know, and it's like a house plant. You know, it's like a being. It's there. It's like, oh, it grows towards the sun. You know, it's like moving. You know, in a certain way, like it's alive. And then you're like, you're like, oh my god, you're like in your house. You're like, holy shit. There's all these little creatures all around. And you know, and I was a cannabis grower for a long time and being around cannabis plants when you're high on psychedelics, it's like, holy shit, that's like a whole other thing, you know? Those are those are like alien entities. Well, it's just you feel <laughs> the cannabis frequency. Like, you feel the plant. Like, it's very responsive. You know about well, that, energy. That's, that's, ahead, what, yeah. that's what makes it the cannabis thing, Jake knows, and being, learning that over the last four years, I used to think <sighs> there was no different. Like, oh, weed's weed. Mm-hmm. You know, you like when you get weed from garden, you can tell what gardens were like real yeah. intention. You can pick up love the vi- vibe of the grower. Yeah, the vibe like of the everything. grower, the vibe of the, the soil, pine, the nutrients, everything. the yeah. place. So, like, do you know about the Dogon tribe? Yes. You know what their trip is with cannabis? Uh, they think it was brought by Pleiadians, right? Right. And so they, serious oh, the dog they knew seriously. The Dogon tribe, for those of you out there that don't know, are an indigenous tribe in Africa. And they, in the 70s, researchers went and met with them and they they have an oral tradition and they've passed their history down orally and from as far back as they have oral record they talked about the star Sirius but they also talked about a sister star with it Sirius B and we couldn't see that at that time our telescopes could barely see Sirius and since then we have discovered that there is indeed another star there with Sirius called Sirius B, that they were correct. They knew the size of the planet and they knew how far away from the other 
body that it was. And the way that they received that um, information, I believe they call them the Nomo, uh, came from Sirius and gave them their information and uh, also brought them cannabis. And some weed. They're like, guys, you're going to yeah. love this, this shit. This shit is awesome. <laughs> but they, they brought them the cannabis plants, and that's why it's called cannabis. Canna means dog, and bi is two. So it's the two dog star. Sirius is the dog star. Whoa. And that's why it's cannabis. Whoa. So they also education. told them about like the other planets in the solar system, like Neptune. She can't see with oh, the yeah, naked I eye. Know all that kinds story. of stuff. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. Check out the the Dogon people. It's, it's just rad. it's all coincidence. It's a bunch of bullshit. You but know, anyway, do you know what Rastafarians <laughs> yeah. believe about weed? And they believe that uh, it is the healing of the nations. Well, mom. that, but it came from King Solomon. They found the first his marbles weed plant. Well, King Solomon, it's like they have their kind of like Jesus type figure, which is Haley Selassie, right? But right. then they have their kind of like other kind of archetypal religious figures in their religion. One of them being King Solomon. He's like a big figure, you know, in Rastafarianism. And uh, they say that the first weed plants were found on the grave of King Solomon. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. that's their, tr- what the, they believe. In and them. in the magical tradition, King Solomon, Solomon was one of the greatest yeah. magicians that ever lived. And um, he's a badass motherfucker, yeah, actually. So, <laughs> who knows, man? Dude, he had the songs. He wrote like a thousand songs. He had the chicks, like, like he had <laughs> yeah, everything. Weed. He was well, like, cool like dude, cat, man. Well, he got if you read the, any of the Bible, sugar like, into cocaine. It's crazy. He got <laughs> he the, cool the stoners, the geeks, the dweebies, <laughs> the jocks. He was a bad motherfucker. Oh man! If you guys have never heard of King Missile. Go oh, listen yeah, to no, King no, Missile, no, man. King That's Missile. where I got that from. But um, okay. yeah, so all that being said, like, so I I am anxious, and I go and I sit with the tree, and I get my speech from the tree. For me, I I get what you mean. Like mm-hmm. I've done that. I've I've experienced what Jake's talking about with my house plants on psychedelics and yeah. all that. But I think the thing is remembering that when you're not in psychedelic space or high Uh to bring that back to the matrix with you that that is happening outside the matrix you know that's the tough thing it is and i think that's part of doing it trying to make a daily practice of it and when you're not on psychedelics or when it's not a special time or just even with your house plants. Like I, I cry every time I eat a salad now. It's, uh, it's I've like, seen that. It's sad. I'm sorry. Jake, man. It's too much. I can't even go to dinner. I can with hear you the cry. Well, okay. you know about the secret life of plants, right? You know about the secret life of plants, that documentary That's they did in the funny. 70s. I wrote a book. Is it like the secret life of dogs? No, uh, that's pets. They right did a lot of experiment, sorry, sorry. experiments where they hooked like EKG machines to plants and like <clears throat> the doctors would come in with like a head of lettuce and they'd have all these other heads of lettuce hooked up to EKG machine. They'd come in and the fucking doctor would be like, Hlaw! you know, chop a head of lettuce in half. Fucking EKG meters like going off the charts. Whoa. The dude would leave the room. They'd fucking calm down. The guy would come back into the room. Fucking the EKG charts go just fuck. from just from the the perpetrator coming back. Yeah, to the scene yeah, that afraid that they might yeah. be the next. Yeah. I was making a joke about the secret life of pets, but that does sound like sausage party. What? The movie uh, Sausage Party? I remember? That one. 
I, I miss <laughs> that. Remember the movie? Where the food is alive? Yeah. And they okay. get freaked out every time when they finally well, realize. Well, they were all the... lied to and thought they were going to the great gig in the sky or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure the plants thought something nice was going to happen to See, them, too. I always thought that was Sesame Street. Remember the food in the fridge that would talk? But oh, yeah. I was always like, fuck, what if my food great, is doing that? Great, great <laughs> Secret life of plants. So, I can't eat those grapes. Like, they have a personality. So, Woody, that, you know what, man? We watched Fantastic Fungi. Okay. Have you seen it? I have not. You guys got to watch it. Like it's worth watch that. it. Definitely. Um, if you guys out there haven't seen it, it's a Paul Stamets movie oh, that, okay. is is that, that is freaking okay. amazing. And you want to watch it on a really nice TV. Jake, you would appreciate All that. All right. Yeah. Um, but what they're talking about is they have figured out that trees and plants. Uh, how do Talk I about the mycelial network? The, they're using them? they're using the mycelium of the mushrooms to communicate, and yeah. so it's a brain. if it's one a tree has children, it will it knows its children and will shuttle nutrients to that baby. Mm. And if one of the plants gets attacked by pests, they will do stuff to make the pests go away from that one plant using the mycelium. Yeah. Do you guys know about um, plant albinus? Albinoism? Albinism? 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 No. So when a plant it, uh, it is, I guess, not born, but grows and is albino, it doesn't have chlorophyll. Right. So it can't create sugars and live. So it will actually um, steal nutrients from the plants around it. But instead of just like being parasitic, it supplies those plants with uh, um, like immune system defenses so so they're trading so yeah it's a barter right. system. plant are barter system are you talking about plants really cool. that always are like ghost pipe or like ones that just ghost pipe? randomly yeah, yeah. ghost pipe, ghost like, pipe. That, that sounds really cool yeah. but no yeah. randomly that's the new strain define <laughs> premium cannabis <laughs> ghost pipe coming to you live but no plants that just happen to yeah, yeah happen yeah. to okay. be albino yeah wow really cool and that you know this tells us all is like i mean just that alone like we have no fucking clue What's what the earth on. is up to and no how. Clue. And that's yeah. why people she's think a, they know she's everything. She's a living it's being. So funny. She's so much more massive. I feel like our entire, when I hear like, oh, we're we're a virus on the planet. It's like, no, oh we're God, just like dude. a scabbed elbow. Like, I hate people. I, I, I just... I hate people. <laughs> I hate people that say Wait, we're. I don't hate hate people, but it makes me very angry when people say, "Oh, humans, especially here, the shit, and the, even the conscious hippie psychedelic world, like, oh, humans are a virus, dude. We're a virus. We're an extension of the dude, life of the planet, dude. We're not a virus. That's an anti-human agenda. That's anti-human. We're a pro-human here on No Simple Road. And talk <laughs> we're pro-human. Pro I'm going to speak for these guys. Well, and say I, I got to say, I've been I guilty agree. of saying that in the past to, to some people, but of like, like we're parasites. We're like whenever Mother Nature, the planet's done with us, just like a dog. Well, it does it that off. with a mm. body. Does that with a cell? Yeah. And the cell is not parasitic. Um, when the body is done with the cell, it sheds it out yeah, through the excretory the, system. Yeah, that's the microcosm and the macrocosm. Mm -hmm. It's like a, you can take it all the way down. You can expand it all the way out. It's We're just part of a growth process right now. Oh, we have no idea. And I feel like when we try to like fix our problems, it's always coming with just that same like, oh, well, we did it this way. We got to fix it. It's like we're fixing it with the same knowledge we have that we made the problem with. We, we always no think we idea. know everything. Yeah, we're we trying to write like, like an instruction manual. And for, there it, you can't. For Gaia, who is like <laughs> so immense. Beyond anything like we can imagine. Beyond. Yeah. Way beyond. That's the that's the message I got at the Gorge last year at yeah. Dead & Company during Drums in Space. That exact thing that you're talking you about that. right now. Like mom was like, look. You're worried about causes and things and all. 
That's all you, you are tripping, my friend. I am so Literally. much bigger than you can even fathom. Your tiny little brain, even expanded on psychedelics, can't even <laughs> glimpse a fucking grain of sand of how huge and intense I am. And I have this shit under control. And don't worry about it, man. That gives me just relax. Yeah. yeah, that's such a good thing. I had a similar experience at a very special place in California in Southern Humboldt County called Black Sands Beach which is right near a town called Shelter Cove, mm-hmm. which is the absolute westernmost point in the continental U.S. Beautiful beach, very special, sacred place. And uh, I got super spun there one day and, uh, <laughs> with some friends. And uh, I got that same message, man. It's just like the earth is just like, wow. And with that, it's like, well, you got to be in synthesis with it. Cause it's like, dude, it's, it's like, so hard, though, being a person. And like this whole COVID thing really like it, it brought into focus the ways that I'm comfortable with being a shitty person, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I've had to no, like really ch- check. No, for real. <laughs> I don't I, know like, what you mean. <laughs> like check myself on, on like the things that I like and like, and either let that shit go or be okay with not being okay. And, and being out of sync with shit. And it's in really stark contrast nowadays. Like, wasteful ways and like creating trash and because when you're home you're creating a lot more waste in the house Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's a lot more stuff going on at home and just even going to home depot today people are buying and buying and buying because they're stuck at home so they're hooking up their living space in ways that they wouldn't like jake was saying i gotta organize the shed whatever yeah, there's been a collective purge, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody's, yeah. this is like the biggest <clears throat> great spring cleaning in the history of... The world. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, because we've never had so much shit until now, so, yeah. <laughs> what do we do? What What's next, man? What? Oh, just more amazing growth. Look, this is the beginning of something <laughs> Thank so... You, fantastic and amazing this is just showing all about it tell me a story look like i've often told people and my friend recently reminded me that i used to talk about this about how if we could all sync up and have you know one goal and one purpose but really getting everybody to think about the same thing at the same time globally and they focus on one point well we proved with covid that this is possible how so we got the entire planet To think about, except for okay, so there's probably like some tribe and some deep in the jungle. The majority of didn't the didn't get let's the fucking let's say info. That. Okay, but everybody else, um, you know, we no <laughs> okay. No, I'm calling this out. That was a good catch. Okay, I almost knocked over my drink, but that okay, really I didn't do catch. it. I caught it. But here's the thing: so we got everybody to think about COVID at the same time. Everybody's thinking about you know this thing that's affecting us. But now we can do that again later with something way better get everybody to think about how awesome we could make the earth be let's think about how great it would be if we all focused on making this place the best place it could possibly be it's like if we get the energy that psychic mental energy get to focus on one point that's when things start happening so that's something we proved from this experience that that is possible that's a i didn't yeah. even think about this probably is the first time in history that Entire Everyone world across is the planet's been focused on one thing. Yeah, because information didn't spread instantly. Like it did. Like you'd find out like months later, you're like on a boat and shit. 
fucking like, oh my God, what? Yeah. Like there was a scroll. pandemic in California. Yeah, like some bird flies by, drops a scroll. You're like, holy shit, that happened six months <laughs> Turn ago? Turn the boat around. Yeah, Turn the boat. Yeah, totally. <laughs> We've already been traveling for three months. But so it's all instant. So everybody's so, now we could use that as a tool it's possible anything's possible so we have this there to use for for the future i think I, I think part of it too is like we talk about like creating your own reality and how thoughts create action in thoughts the world and, and their things and they have vibration and they actually have weight like physical weight yeah and um that's actually been proven scientifically as thought is a thing and so we've talked about all that and then this happens and we're collective fear. It has been the, the overarching yes. vibe of this thing. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm haven't been party to that. I have too. It's, this was fucking scary. When, when this all first started, I was shitting my pants that first night I went to the grocery store and there was a line around the fucking grocery store with people with their carts I shit myself. I was like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. We're all going to die. Is it, you know, but seeing that continue has been hard because let's stop and take a look at what's really going on. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking... I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. There's still food in the grocery stores. Yeah. We're all home. They're working on fixing this somehow supposedly uh, so they yeah, say whatever know. yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that um we're okay now granted i'm not belittling the people that have lost their lives to this thing it's fucking horrifying i have friends and relatives and people that have been affected by this i'm not talking about that i'm talking about those of us that have made it through right mm -hmm. we're here so now what for the rest of my life Am I supposed to operate from a viewpoint of terror every time I go out of the no. house and, yeah. and see Definitely. other people? This isn't permanent. And, but that's the agenda that it seems to me yeah. that not like, okay, I take that back. I shouldn't say agenda. I don't think it's that thought out. I, it just seems to be the operating mode of people. When I go out, that's the feeling I get from yeah. around me em empathetically. Is well, that feeling of fear? Do you guys remember back in the year 2000 when they, you know, programmed people through media that weapons of mass destruction could, you know, bio attack could happen anytime. Yeah. Anthrax, the band yeah, Anthrax yeah. couldn't even tour. And people, <laughs> no, I'm serious, <laughs> that's a real okay. thing. And like, they programmed people to go to the store and buy duct tape. And, and plastic, plastic sheet. Yeah, I remember that. Cover your windows. And there was a nationwide shortage of duct tape and plastic, plastic sheeting. Growers so were like, really pissed. But it was, it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was in the early 2000s when things didn't really, or it was like around 2000, when things really didn't move as fast. We weren't as, as connected now. as no. we are now. No. So and they weren't like, able to, you know, people are just like so reactionary. But it also seems like there's other things 
that people are frustrated about that they're like focus f- funneling into this whole thing you know like whatever they feel about the current political situation or the global world events or you know they think you know that like a global warming things like that and they're feeling all this frustration and this lack of whatever they're feeling the lack of like getting things done there and now there's this new thing and it just seems like so many people are funneling their energy into this code well, and we've also fear. lost so our weird. outlet all of us uh, those of us that go to live music and utilize that as an adjunct for joy and spiritual growth and connectivity and our release of frustration, fear, anxiety, that's not there. So all that stuff that builds up normally for us that we get released by going to see live music is now being funneled into, uh, but it's also showing us how, sorry to cut you off, but it's also showing us how whatever we create, how not like, unstable it is but it is fragile in its own way like we take a lot of things for granted like you yeah, know, i thought that a like lot every every th- single thing though all these systems how we got to this point it took a significant amount of work to significant amount of work to make it stable for everyday use like to be able to work and have these jobs and go to shows and everybody's got money flowing and they can have a car so like all these things that we created over hundreds and hundreds of years like it, it definitely is has its own fragility so like it's really showing us how uh, how sensitive, you know, that human-created world is. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I, I have a way that works for me from turning the, the mentality of putting gloves on and wearing a mask and staying six feet away, uh, away from fear and even, like, indignation at the situation and anger is turning it into an act of compassion. Like uh, the information we're getting is conflicting at best, misleading at worst. It's scary. And maybe there's a plot. Maybe it's just people who don't know what's going on. Maybe nobody's driving the bus. Maybe nobody's (laughs) driving the bus, which is honestly the most terrifying option in my head. I kind of like that more than a, yeah. <laughs> than a runaway of. bus. <laughs> but eventually it crashes and then it stops. If me wearing a mask and putting on gloves and washing my hands and staying six feet away from people, if I can save three people's lives, I'm going to do it. Period. Hands down. No matter what. Hands down. <laughs> I always thought humans no were kind point. of fucking gross anyway. We need to wash our hands more. We need to not cough on each well, other. We need yeah. to be conscious of sneezing when somebody's fucking around you. And you fucking cough up half your fucking face on some person you don't even know. Yeah, dude, great. We should all be more conscious. But thank fucking God. <laughs> yeah. Thank fucking God, dude. Yeah. You gross fucking no, humans. cleaner. It's true, though. There's so many things. I mean, even just working in childcare and seeing like all the different rules. They're like, you know, you should really have kids wash their hands after they cough. And you should really... Like, like, like some of the regulations are, but I'm like, yeah, I've been doing that all along. Yeah, that's, that's called like common sense. Yeah, were you guys sense. not making like, the kids wash their hands? You shouldn't pick your nose and eat your boogers. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you know, really? I mean, guys. So I, I, yeah. I, I hope they don't become got a saline. cleaner, but I don't. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway. I just, I just mean it in the I way of like pulling it away from fear. Uh, the from fear. fear and, and yeah. fear it, it's an act of compassion and, and that that's changes that changes the frequency of the act. Yeah. And yes. I get it. I totally get it. And, and like, I have, I'm, you I, have to, I have to do it. 
Yeah. Sure. So I'm, yeah. And yeah, when I have to do it. If you're work. required yeah, to you do have, it, then it's better I, to be in a frequency that you agree with. Yes. Right? And that is a way to, to flip the script. And um, I think that's important right now. And instead of going out and being like, oh, my God, when I go out, I make it sick. And if I touch anything and then I, I, the, the germs and then no, no. Get, it's too much, man. It, look, there's no guarantee ever, ever. You With can't. Anything. We've never no. been guaranteed anything. So at this point, it's be safe, be smart and take care of yourself. Yeah. That's what it and comes take down care of to. Each and other. take care of each other. Yeah, we are in this together. And do what you feel well, like is comfortable. Fear, Don't force yourself to do something. Fear is a huge vehicle for manipulation, though. I mean, that does need to be said. It, yeah. it doesn't, yeah, mean that, doesn't mean it's not real. It doesn't mean whatever. But it's still, you need to constantly be checking yourself about, like, what am I really afraid of? What are the actual... What's the like data? What's not? Well, not even the data. Because what are they the trying science, to program like, me with? I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not even like the science is like, who's writing that science? There's a lot of people writing that science that have absolutely no experience in science. They just have weight like Bill and Gates. money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like who fucking I have money. Therefore, I must yeah. vaccinate the world. Take my microchip. He's, Take it. Yeah, I'm a doctor. doctor. I'm not, not a doctor. He's not a scientist. <laughs> yeah, no way. So anyways, just, you know, that's something to take stock of. Like, what's the real threat? If you live in a county where there's two people that got sick, like, how, like, you know what I mean? Just like, you need to yeah, feel out your for head. yourself yeah. and for your intuition, not... Not just like, oh my God, the news said this because then if you if you actually sit and you're like, well, what do these numbers say? Like, I don't know what they say. I'm not I'm not yeah, saying let's anything. Not go but down. It's just, yeah. Exactly. I'm just saying like, figure like look for yourself. Don't rely on any outside source of information for your fear barometer. Like that should be something that you are in well, control of with your own intuition. Even if you are in like New York or sure. Italy, the places that have been hit really hard, you can. I mean, it sounds, uh, it's harder than just saying, but you can choose to not let this ruin you. Because there are a lot of people that I know oh, yeah, that dude. are terrified. Dude, I think that people have found, <laughs> Daniel Shapiro, who, who lives in New York City, we, we talked early on, uh-huh. and... I've seen people find their strength through this thing. Like when you're living in the epicenter of something like this and there's tens of thousands of people dying in the city that you're in and it's like a war zone. It's terrifying. I'm sure. And continuing your day to day with some semblance of normalcy at all takes balls and strength and chutzpah as we say in Yiddish and that's a really cool thing that I've seen come out of this is everybody finding that that grit inside to keep moving forward through the terror of a pandemic. I mean, if I if I told you in January of last year, next year in in March, there's going to be a virus that's going to take over the planet and shut the world down. You would shit yourself. Yeah, it sounds like some sci-fi. Sci-fi. Movie or You'd something. be like, no, like, no way. <clears throat> this shit happened, and that that part of it about agendas and no agendas and and the conspiracy theory part there's of it and agendas. the science part of it and there's so much that at this point, I think the way that I've started to metabolize this 
is boiling it down to what's going on inside my own house. That's all you can really that's do. That's all you can that's do. That's it, man. And being your best self. Like, being yeah. your Trying best. Trying to be a good person you know, and take really care of I my say, fellow tending human that part yeah, of the, like, Tending your garden. That part of the garden you, you can, can see. I mean, like, yep. you guys are doing a home. You're literally in, him and Mel have, like, outgrowing garden. We're seeing everybody. All the neighbors' yards look spectacular. People are out taking care of their home and making their homes right. That's all we can do right now. If... 10, 15 years from now, they come out with a documentary saying that it was all fake and they did it just to manipulate the country. And all I did was do my best for the people I care about. Fuck it. I bought into it. Okay. I took care of people I could. Yep. Yeah. And you want to find that opportunity. Think about the, you know, they often, people often say the character for crisis in Chinese is the same character for opportunity. So you want to find the opportunity in the crisis. Like this is your time to recalibrate your life and do the fucking thing that you always wanted to do stop being a bitch about it just like, look <laughs> this is your time the fucking world could end so you're gonna be like oh i worked that thing and then i didn't follow my dream blah 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 this is your time to step it up like you're getting free money fucking you're getting some checks like shit's flowing like maybe you're getting an unemployment check dude now it's time to do the thing that you've always wanted to do. The thing and that even taking do. finances out of it, like well, just, yeah. just mentally yeah. now is the time to mentally. step up where yeah. you, where you Recalibrate. knew you could always be. And, and I, I think the message that I'm trying to get across is like, look, man, there's a lot going on. None of us sitting at this table know what the fuck is up. Oh, I know exactly. We don't. What's up. No, I'm not telling you. None so of us know. I'm keeping it to myself. No, there's various, so many theories. None of so us know anything. None and, of us and, know, and anything. it's all guesses and hearsay and he said, she said, and, and whatever. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to is how I treat myself and how I treat the people around me. That's what I can control. My experience through my lens in my world. That's it, man. That's all of it. And so if I'm going to operate from a place of love or am I going to operate from a place of fear? And in my experience, when I operate from a place of fear, I fail. Yeah. So every time. Absolutely. Every time. So I'm choosing to operate from a place of love and faith and faith and take care of the people that matter in my life and my family and my community. And that's the end of it. And that's as far as my agenda goes or my conspiracy theory. You know what? Okay, there's a conspiracy that's making me be a better me. Yeah. We don't know, man. We don't, we don't know what the saying. future holds. I, I no. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking. I, I personally am looking at a future where next summer I see fish, and Dead and Company and Northwest String Summit. Yeah. And I'm looking it's at gonna that be a future. Busy summer. It's going to be a busy summer. And oh, you know dude, what? we have a festival. Did we ever even we? talk about that? No, because we were going we, to on the next episode. We were going to announce it, and then oh, look, this happened. Dude, I'm going to give you Aww. the 15 second break. Do it, Jake. Okay, my friends and I, long-time festival, or excuse me, concert promoters, though we haven't much in the last few years, decided to co- uh, collaborate on a festival in Washington, in Darrington, Washington. And uh, we eventually teamed up with uh, a long-time festival called Earth Dance, global festival and also being on the West Coast. Um, so we created Earth Dance Reevolution, a festival that is was taking place uh, over solstice in June, about a month from now in Darrington, Washington at uh, the Darrington Bluegrass Music Park, also called the White Horse Mountain Amphitheater. You know, the, they have a festival, Summer Meltdown, takes place there. And yeah, also, I know the official podcast of that. Oh, festival. yeah, I think it's the Simple Road. Yeah, and the Darrington Bluegrass Festival also takes place. Well, we're there. We're in the June Festival. So we had a big we festival so set up. 
I can't even really tell you who the big headliners were because we got a, a lot of those guys back for next year. But uh, so we're gonna have a festival this June. No, next June. Next June. Not this June. Twenty twenty one. that people will be driving. Twenty twenty one. Reevolutionfestival.com. So we had this festival planned, and we went up. The trippiest part, man, is we went up in March, and there was concerts going on the same day. It was Beats Antique and Humphreys McGee. And they staggered the start times. Humphreys McGee started earlier. So we got to go there. We got our Earth Dance Revolution posters. Or I mean, handbills. We're handing them out the flyer. Getting a bunch of people. If you're listening to this and you were there, that was us. (laughs) And then we jumped over to Beats Antique, um, which is, you know, because we had EDM artists. We had, you know, we had jam bands. A little bit of everything. That's the thing. It's multi-genre. So we're promoting at the... Beats Antique Show. Your 15 seconds are up, bro. I know. And, hey, oh, that was time, the festival time part. Time is oh. relative. <laughs> but, okay, uh, but, but we He's interacted with right thousands of people. We interacted with thousands of people in Washington right before, in March, right before this fucking whole COVID thing happened. The festival's... It was like March 1st. Yeah, the festival's happening in the yeah. county where they had an insane amount of COVID cases. And uh, so we had to shut the whole thing down for this year. But, you know, hey, it's $99 for four days with camping. We're going to be back next year, and it's going to be amazing. I can't tell you exactly who's going to be there, but let me tell you. But we're going to be there. But, boy, let me tell you what I can't tell you. And that's what it's going to be. Boy, howdy. One thing we keep on talking about and on on the interviews and everything is the energy that's being built up in all of us for when this does return. That's what I mean. That's what started the whole time. And fans, everything. It's going to be, it's going to be insane. Yeah, it's going to explode. That that come out of this, the love, the, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a rebirth. Thinking of the creativity of all of the artists. I might not be able to talk. By the end of 2021, I might be mute. That's what I told her last week. I said, that to you out front I was saying I was like I'm gonna be that dude that you see at the show that's like like almost Screaming. naked flinging mud <laughs> and just like <laughs> woo but like, out like, of love not being mean but like yes and like rubbing earth on wet you and, well have you guys heard about it's SARS Fest you guys know about SARS Fest that happened in Toronto at the same time the SARS epidemic was going on it's like the 2000s latest. so we didn't really feel it so much in North and uh, USA but in Canada they had a big issue with it so once they pulled their people out of quarantine, they sponsored a concert called SARS Fest, and they booked like all these huge acts, the Rolling Stones. Wait, like the government did? Yeah, and Hell the Canadian yeah, Canada. government. Yeah, and they like dude, like six hundred thousand people showed up. And it was dude, fucking yeah, phenomenal event. SARS Fest. You know, you can search engine it. It's kind of crazy. Holy well, crap, yeah, we need. That's what we need. We need a, we need COVID. Well, that's, well, that's what got me. Earth Dance Revolution. You know, there's going to, it's going to be popping. We're there. We're the first festival. One of the first festivals in June in Darrington, Washington. And let me tell you, like I said, $99 for four days of camping. And we're going to have some serious headliners. And the most beautiful and comfortable all about the mountain. venue it is all on about the West the Coast. That place is beautiful and drinking people that glacier the, water. Uh, people yeah. love the gorge, but it doesn't have everything. It has is what this has is very special. Mm-hmm. It's more, more wild, wild, but then at the same time has a real venue with stone amphitheater. The river. It's going to be amazing. Okay, the, I'm done. My 10 cool. seconds are up. <laughs> all right, you guys. <laughs> oh, Listen, <laughs> I want you all to think about something. If uh, we all lived in an echo chamber where everything that was said on every show we agreed with, this world would be really boring. So at times there may be controversial viewpoints spoken on No Simple Road. (laughs) And I just want to say that's what it's all about, is having the conversation and being open enough to have the conversation, 
with love and understanding and hearing opposing viewpoints without losing our shit. Absolutely. So, That's yeah. what this well, is. Well, I always thought the heart of psychedelia was being completely fluid and knowing that information can just come to you and you have to be able to integrate and shift on a time. Yeah. Like nothing is real. Everything is fluid. But also I'm, I'm right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that Damn being it. said, I love you guys and I appreciate you talk listening. All the, yeah. Talk to your plants. Talk to yourself. Just don't. Well, you can do it out loud. And you know what? If you get weird this week and and you're getting kind of stir crazy, take care of yourself. Go sit. Do what Bryn said. Listen to Bryn. Go sit down by a tree somewhere. Chill out. Breathe. Just slow down a little bit. Slow your vibe. Slow your roll. This is so good for humanity. Like at the same, this is the beginning of something. You notice there's these big shifts. It's because we're at the start of something that's going to blossom into something so amazing Remember how the renaissance came after the plague oh, oh yeah that's right i was there Good i forgot point. i i did yes yeah, remember that, uh, forget about remember that when you painted that chapel <laughs> oh that's right we love you guys we'll see <laughs> we you next week you. with more stuff and things and um, take care of each other take care of yourselves be nice smile at a stranger wash your hands thank you for having me guys yeah thank you yeah we love you common sense <laughs> it's not very common <laughs> tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, 
We think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on the corner of Gray Street.